Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch.tv. So, uh, apparently there's some a uh, little bit more music playing there in the background I wasn't expecting. Um, anyways, live on Twitch.tv. If you're checking this out on YouTube or Rumble, please remember if you want to watch this live, twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. And don't forget to hit the... Uh, the subscribe button and hit the bell for notifications, slam, bam, jam, ram, all that, all that noisy, obnoxious YouTube stuff. Smash that button. Yeah. Um, I don't do that. It's dumb. Want to watch the show? Want to subscribe? Want to get, make sure you get the uh, notifications that, Hey, there's a new episode up again. Hit the subscribe button. Smack the bell. Either way. It's all good before I get into tonight's episode, which being May 27th, 2023, this is the e- this is the Saturday evening before Memorial Day, so it's going to be mostly Memorial Day related stuff. I mean, as you can see, if you're uh, watching this live or on YouTube Rumble and all that, I have the Cav Stetson on because paying homage to my fallen brothers, uh, specifically um, Sergeant Douglas Riney. He was a fueler who was part of Iron Hot Troop, uh, 3rd Cav- Third Squadron, 3rd Cavalry Regiment, when we were deployed to Afghanistan in 2016. And in October of 2016, he was killed in a uh, green-on-blue incident at uh, Camp Moorhead outside of Kabul. So, you know, wearing the Cav Stetson for him. Uh, also like to remember First Lieutenant Demetrius Friesen. He was uh, a platoon leader with Alpha Company, 1st Battalion, 26th Infantry, Blue Spaders. Uh, we met in Afghanistan when his platoon would roll into uh, our base at uh, Cop Sabari and would help augment uh, our unit up there. And also Specialist uh, Michael Elm, also of Alpha Company, 1st Battalion, 26th Infantry. Uh, the two of them were killed in 2011 by uh, IED blasts and separate incidents. Um, again, this is Memorial Day is a lot of people think about, oh, well, thank the troops and blah, blah, blah. Thank you, veterans. And and don't be wrong. I'm not going to tell you not to thank a veteran for their service. I would prefer you do something that has a positive effect. 
You know, even if it's as simple as going out with your local VFW, American Legion, whoever puts up flags in the cemetery on Memorial Day, it means a lot. If it's going out and helping veterans in any way, shape, or form, it means more than to just say thank you for your service. Those words have become rote. They have become something you just utter when you hear someone is a veteran. And I, I know there's people out there who they 100% mean it when they say it. Um, but again, it's not about veterans. Today is about those who died in service to this country, those who, you know, even unfortunately fell victim to their own personal demons here at home, uh, the suicides, the people who, became, who developed addictions and overdosed, you know, while in service to the country, though, you know, these are forgotten, you know, forgotten fallen. So much more so than POWs and MIAs who never came back from Vietnam or Korea or anywhere else around the world. It is, uh, yeah, it's a big thing for a lot of soldiers to try to find that help because it has been so stigmatized. I have depression. I have PTSD. I know what it's like when those feelings hit and you don't know how to cope. You don't know how to get by. You you just hope you have someone that you can talk to, someone that you can lean on. Um, Fortunately for me, I I don't have a lot of friends. But the ones I do, I might not talk to them for a long time, but if I am in a spot where I need to talk, I can reach out to them, and they will stop everything just to listen to me, and they will do the same. They will call me up and say, Hey, Morgan, what's going on? Um, I need to talk to you. So, I mean, these are... Just huge things that mean so much. To show your appreciation, be there. Do for others. And today I had the opportunity, as I have for the last five years since I've been out of the Army, to participate in an event that for the past 12 years, this is the 11th one because they had to take 2020 off that damn COVID virus thing. But so it's the 11th or no 12th. This is the 12th annual, you know, that asterisk because of 2020, uh, Wagons for Warriors in Lebanon, Missouri. I love going to this event every year. Number one, there's good food. And you can never go wrong with good food. But more importantly, it's what it is about. It was founded by by my dad, Mitch Morgan, and Steve Holt. These guys are friends. They've known each other for a long time. And about 15 years ago, they were asked by a friend, hey, we're doing this event. 
you know, Cowboys for Heroes at Fort Sam Houston, would you come down and help us cook? And they said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. So they went down to Sam and down to Sam Houston outside of uh, San Antonio. I guess now it's Joint Base San Antonio. But they went down there, and as they're helping serve the soldiers of the Fort Sam and the airmen of, I forget which air base it is, but, yeah, the, the, the actual soldiers of that community, they're looking around at each other going, you know, I think we could do this. They did another couple events. They started putting some stuff together. 2010, they held the inaugural Wagons for Warriors in Lebanon, Missouri. At that point, I had just gotten stationed at Fort Knox, Kentucky. There was no going to it. They may have had like five wagons show up. A handful of people came, and they ate and you know, held, held an auction to you know, raise money. Well, here it is. After doing this for the 12th time, uh, I was looking at their board of what all the money, their money has gone to because no one in the organization, Steve, my dad, uh, their treasurer, their secretary, none of the officers of the charity, they none of them take an income because they want as much money to go to helping veterans as possible. And so that's exactly what they do. Looking at it over the over the last, you know, 11, uh, 11 years of doing it, they've raised uh, over $100,000. That's gone, you know, not to some, you know, big far-off charity that will take their money, put it in with the other with other people's money and turn it around and, you know, do something big with it while at the same time paying exorbitant uh, fees and salaries to their directors and their managers and all that. No, this is all local stuff. You know, whenever there's a uh, soldier who, or a veteran who is selected to do uh, the, the honor flight, where they get a group of veterans together, they fly them Washington to to Washington D.C. to see all the memorials, go to Arlington, attend the changing of the guard at Arlington at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. I, you know, when that happens, they say, "Okay, we understand that this is already funded, but we're going to give money to ensure that you know." somebody else's flight is funded. That's what they do. They have, you know, they've helped pay for repairs to homes for sold, for veterans who, you know, they need the assistance because suddenly they're wheelchair bound because they're an older vet. And, you know, they need a ramp built. They, they donate the money to build the ramp. They buy the materials. This, this is the kind of stuff they do. They, believe 100% in taking care of soldiers. When my father-in-law fell and broke his hip, I think Steve has known my father-in-law for way longer than he's known my dad. They worked together as uh, 
as DOD civilians on Fort Leonard Wood. They, so when Steve heard about it, he got a hold of me and said, anything that your father-in-law needs, let me know. And we, and we will cut a check. Or if it's something that you buy out of pocket, we will reimburse you. We want to make sure that this Vietnam veteran is taken care of. Well, today I think they had 24, 25 wagons plus a couple other people who'd set up, you know, they brought their grills and had everything set up in the beds of their trucks because they wanted to help feed people. Because, again, this is a huge undertaking. This possible, I think this is the biggest crowd to date. And seeing everyone there, they had uh, dancers from the uh, Nanakoke Indian tribe out of Delaware. Mike Harmon and Herman, whose name eludes me right now. These guys, you know, they're, they're like family now. Uh, Mike's wife was not able to attend. So yesterday during setup, my mom was there. Mike's wife and my mom, they absolutely love each other. And so Mike's like, Charlene, 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 come here. You know, my wife's not here, and I want to get a picture with you, you know, because she misses you. And so he grabs her, he grabs me, he grabs my older brother who came in from South Carolina to help. Pulls all of us in, gets a picture to send back to his wife. I mean, that is what they do. You know, the guys from the from the Nanakokes, they if they travel across the country doing education, showing people their culture. That to this day, they're keeping alive. You know, they come, they set up the teepee, which, you know, a teepee is not part of their culture, but it's still part of the native culture. They set up teepee, they, they do their powwow, they, you know, sing their traditional songs, they do the dances. Um, you know, they, they honor the veterans. They do a veterans dance where they, you know, get veterans from the crowd to come in and, and do the dance with them. They... They did what they called the candy dance, where they get little kids come in and, you know, to dance around with them. And, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, you know, Nanakokes have, you know, thrown candy down the grass and they'll, all right, while the drums are playing and they're singing, you don't pick up candy. As soon as the drum drums stop, grab all the candy you can. And, you know, Mike is just a big kid when it comes to this. Um, I think the, one of the biggest things that we have though, is the auction. We do the auction every year and that's makes almost as much money as what they get at the gate. And watching people, they will buy an item at the auction. They'll, they'll spend $200 they will take their $200, they will pay it, and they'll take this item that they just bought and say, sell it again. I There was a, a leather knife case. It got to the point where I think my dad said, I will 
I will pay $100 to sell something other than this knife case. Because it, it got sold like four times in a row. It just kept getting donated back. And the people love to do it. Uh, a lot of stuff that gets sold is handcrafted. I didn't stay long enough to see what my mom's quilt brought. But I'm willing to bet it was be in the neighborhood of about twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. They everyone who comes and the longtime people have been coming, they love the quilt. Whatever she makes, I mean everyone wants it. But I think the the great thing that I saw, uh, one of the people who comes every year is Kent Rollins. And I have to give this shout out to Kent because if you've ever watch his YouTube channel, which I will make sure to try to, you know, put a link to his channel up here so that way you can go check out who he is if you've never seen his stuff. Um, and I'll include a link to his YouTube channel in the show notes for those listening on podcast. This is a guy, he loves to cook. Straight up loves to cook. Man has two cookbooks. You can go to his website and you can by seasonings and barbecue sauce that he's put together. He has been on Chopped where he, uh, he's he been on Beat Bobby Flay and on his uh, chicken fried throwdown where they both made chicken fried steaks and went head-to-head. Kent won. But absolutely love Kent. He is so nice and friendly and personable. During the auction uh, last year, yeah, he had this his beat up cowboy hat. I mean, it's sweat stained and grimy from all the time spent cooking. He walks up to the stage and he takes his hat off and he hands it to the auctioneer, and he auctions off his hat as soon as soon as it was bought. He takes his hat and he pulls a sharpie out of his pocket and he autographs the uh, the liner on the inside of the hat and here you go and it's a, a big hug. I mean, super friendly. He will sit and talk to anyone if you know if he has the chance. Usually, there's so much cooking going on and on setup day he usually does a cooking class. And but if you get the chance to sit and talk to him, he will. He'll just you know jaw and run your ear off. He is so nice. Um, this year, uh, there's a husband and wife. They come every year. They bring their chuck wagon. They cook. And they had gotten a commemorative belt buckle made to you know in honor of the 2010 Wagons for Warriors. The the OG event that started it all. Well, Steve Hull, he's, you know, the co-president, like I said, he won that belt buckle. Kent Rollins had walked up, and I knew it was going to get interesting when the bidding was at, like, $1,000, and he tell and he tells the guys taking the bids for the auctioneer, 1400 him and Steve got into a bidding war, got up to $2,000. Steve 
And the first thing that Kent said when he was handed that belt buckle is, I'm giving this to Steve. I put a picture of it up on Twitter. You can find it at fake Tyler Morgan of Steve just wrapping Kent up in his arms and you couldn't see it, but there were tears coming down Steve's face because, oh my God, it was such a Kent Rollins thing to do. Um, and that is the kind of love that I am so happy to see for our veterans. Cause you know, Steve was a uh, Vietnam era Navy, Navy vet. You know, he wasn't on the ground like my dad was, but you know, he knew enough people who had been and had he, you know, and he's one of these guys who, you know, he's on a boat and he feels like crap because he's not there on the ground being with those guys who, who get shot at every day. The guys who have to, you know, deal with ambushes and the punji sticks and all all the tricks that uh, Viet Cong had put out for our for our sir, for our men out there on the front line. So when you know someone does something big like that, it is so awesome. And kind of in that line of you know, how do you, how can you really serve, go out of your way to help out and just do for those others? Uh, this is a story. I got it from the army times Memorial day help needed at Arlington after record flower donations. The Memorial Day Flowers Foundation is calling for volunteers to help place flowers at Arlington National Cemetery gravesites ahead of Memorial Day after a record week of donations left the organization with more flowers than available hands to distribute them. Just last week, the foundation announced donations for flowers had dried up with just 80,000 flowers out of the 300,000 goal readily available. Now, following a week of record donations, those numbers are on target and then some. We need additional volunteers on Sunday to help. The foundation's executive director, Ramiro Penahera, said in a release, You are needed to visit gravesites throughout the cemetery and place flowers. This is an excellent way to honor our fallen troops and veterans for Memorial Day. The organization currently has more than 2,500 volunteers signed up to distribute flowers, with total flower numbers expected to easily surpass the previous donation record of 220,000 in 2019. The exact total won't be known until organizers unpack pallets on Saturday. Those in the Washington area, you know, go to Arlington Cemetery on May 28th from 9 to 5 p.m. Uh, Memorial Day tradition of placing flowers on the graves of fallen troops, one that started as Decoration Day, began on May 30th, 1868 on the heels of the nation's bloodiest war in history. The more the Memorial day flowers foundation joined the effort in 2011 and has been placing flowers on the grave sites of fallen service members ever since the organization started by placing 10,000 roses at graves in the cemetery and eventually expanded to cemeteries around the country through the help of donors, 
businesses, and volunteers. We are so grateful to the American public and to the generosity of our floral importers who are literally donating thousands of flowers by the pallet to ensure our fallen military heroes are honored this year, Pena Herrera said in the statement. This outpouring of support shows the patriotic spirit of so many Americans. I mean, that is so awesome to hear that when push comes to shove, you know, these florists who don't have to do this, they do not have to donate a thing. They will step up to the point where, um... You've been so helpful. We need more help. I mean, that is so amazing. That is the most American thing. When push comes to shove, people will go above and beyond what is needed to make sure the mission is met. I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, so getting back into it, um, again, Memorial Day weekend, and again, thank you to the veterans. And, you know, a toast to our fallen brothers and sisters who have, you know, given the absolute very most they can for their country, their lives. Um, It means a lot. Uh, Before I get into the story I'm going to do, because... uh, Again, it's it's this is a veterans issue that I think is pretty big and questions need to be asked. Pardon me. All that good food today at Wagons for Warriors is still talking back just a little bit. Um before I get into it, let me talk to you about coffee. Yes, it's one of my favorite beverages in the world, considering I have all this lovely whiskey behind me. Um, and the coffee that I love most is the coffee from American Pride Roasters. American Pride Roasters custom roasts every order to order. Uh, they custom roast it, they grind it to your specifications, or if you want whole beans, they will give you whole beans and you can grind it yourself. 
have an amazing selection of coffees uh, on our American Patriots. You know, I have the the Calvin Coolidge blend. I have uh, the Frederick Douglass, which is one of my favorites, the Teddy Roosevelt, which I think I need to order some more of. And uh, the kind of whoopsie batch where some uh, beans they weren't expecting came in and Dave decided that I'm going to use these anyways. And he made his Washington crossing the Delaware blend, which is chef's kiss. So check them out. See what kind of coffees they have that you want to try. Or maybe you want to try the coffee drops. Either way, check them out. American Pride Roasters, aprcoffee.com. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting into the story. This is uh, when I was doing my show prep, trying to find some, uh, you know, military stories, army stories, what have you. This one kind of caught my eye when I saw the uh, headline. Once given false criminal record, officer now gets promotion and back pay. Now, I got to read, saw a headline. It's like, okay, I need to check this out. Um, and it's, it's absolutely disheartening. Uh, Kim over here in the uh, live chat says, lifting glass to my great-great-uncle Eddie, who died at, at uh, Saint-Lô, France, during World War II at the age of 22 years old. And I've got one more story I want to share when I finish this one because it's a great story that I think everyone should hear. It's about uh, a cousin by marriage who came to Wagons for Warriors today, and I will get to it in just a few minutes. All right, so as the Army finishes its review of botched recruiting fraud investigations that branded troops with false criminal histories, the service has awarded a previously denied promotion to an officer who led the charge to, to correct the errors after they derailed his career. The now major Gilberto de Leon was selected for major in 2019. However, because investigators from the Army's Criminal Investigation Division, or CID, improperly listed him in criminal databases years before, his promotion was halted after an automated records review found adverse information. Even though he'd never been charged and a, a review board deemed him promotable, DeLeon's promotion eligibility expired in spring 2022 before he could pin on his new rank. Frustrated, he wrote a March 2022 op-ed for Military Times and became the public face of thousands of troops whom CID investigated and submitted to criminal databases without arrest or prosecution. Resulting pressure from advocates and lawmakers led the Army to review thousands of cases to identify and correct improper database entries that have upended lives. Amid pressure from Congress, the agency has completed its review and will provide a detailed report to Congress within the next month. Somehow I don't believe that. Uh, said Ronna Wyland, a spokesperson for Army CID. After his Wednesday promotion, Delion will receive two years of back pay and medically retire in the higher grade, according to documents he shared with Army Times. But he, but he said he doesn't believe that's enough for what he and others endured, 
including false arrest records submitted to, a, to an FBI database. M- mere removal of criminal titles and reinstatement of earned ranks does not equate to achieving righteous justice or accountability, accountability DeLeon said in text message, adding that he wants to see continued scrutiny from lawmakers and a public apology from senior leaders. He also criticized the service's communication with him in a post on LinkedIn and said he learned from media reports that the Senate had approved his promotion. DeLeon, who was the first known soldier to be formally cleared in the Army's internal review of the recruiting fraud investigations, is now the first known soldier to have its negative impacts on their career reversed. GRAP, as the Guard Recruiters Assistance Program, as it was known while active from 2005 to 2012, paid a private company to employ off-duty guardsmen as independent contractor recruiting assistants. The recruiting assistants received around $2,000 for each new enlisted soldier they referred to the Guard recruiters, and the program helped refill the Army National Guard's ranks during the bloody surge years of the global war on terror. But service officials abruptly ended the ended the program in 2012 when an internal audit identified nearly one in four payments as possibly fraudulent, kicking off one of the largest criminal investigations in Army history, CID's Task Force Raptor. The task force's personnel, many of whom were reservists and and recalled retirees, worked fervently and in some cases unfairly under pressure from Congress to find alleged fraud. Only 137 people ever faced criminal charges from the investigation. The CID task force, which cost around $28 million, never yielded anything near the $92 million in in payments that auditors flagged as potentially fraudulent. Lawmakers pushed the service to find a way to inflict administrative consequences on those who couldn't face charges due to statute of limitations or evidentiary problems. So, find ways to screw over soldiers, even though there is no evidence that they did anything wrong, or if they did, well, the statute of limitations has expired, so technically we can't do anything about it. This is what where I got pissed off when I read this story, because it involves former Missouri Senator Claire McCaskill. What tools do you have to make sure that everyone understands that there was punishment here? Asked then-Senator Claire McCaskill, Democrat, Missouri, in February 2014 contracting oversight hearing with Army officials. Even if they're not going to prison, even if those criminal statutes on limitations have run, I need to know what else you can do. In response, Army's top law enforcement officer, Major General David Quantock, told the senator that the service has many administrative tools in the Army or tools in the Secretary's kit bag for targeting those they can't prosecute. DeLeon fell victim to that administrative kit bag despite never being arrested or charged with the crime. Investigators inappropriately added him and as many as 1,900 other Defense Department FBI databases. CID's directory, Gregory Ford, shared data from an initial review of 900 such cases in November, and he said the agency found the majority of those records were incorrect and required some form of correction. For years, many who quietly received such punishments weren't aware of them. 
Then the impact started appearing in their daily lives. Guardsmen who worked as police officers lost their jobs. Others had weapons permits and other state licenses denied, and a handful of officers had previously approved promotions derailed. That's what happened to DeLeon, who was first recommended for promotion in 2019. The impacted contracting officer featured in an April 2022 Army Times investigation, Captain Justin Tahil Ramani, was administratively denied his promotion to major, as well as despite having passed strict ethical and background checks to enter the services acquisition corps. He was entered into the criminal databases, but never arrested or charged over three GRAP payments he received for Texas cadets who enlisted after he gave a presentation on the benefits of joining up. Officials knew about his GRAP involvement when vetting him to award and administer government contracts. It was vindicating to know that they saw past it, Tahil Romani told Army Times last year. They saw me for what I brought to the table. Now, despite CID formally clearing him and removing his incorrect entries from criminal databases, he's no longer on active duty. He left because the administrative burden of fixing his records was pushed onto him, he explained. And he was concerned the Army would scuttle his second chance at promotion and involuntarily discharge him for failing to promote. Adding to the insane irony, Tahil Romani told Army Times, I got hired back as a fully remote contracting officer for the Army Contracting Command, whose leadership has stood by my side and have been over backwards to support me but still not clear whether his military records will be fixed as the De Leon's were. So far, Tahil Romani said he has received no word on the status of any promotions. With all the stuff that's going on, uh, if you've not paid any attention to uh, the hearings with the FBI whistleblowers who the FBI said, okay, well, we're going to move you here they pack up all their stuff they begin their move across country and all of a sudden oh daggummit wouldn't you know it um your your security clearance has just been revoked and so we're going to have to suspend you without pay because you can't work meanwhile they have no they, they don't have any money to you know, rent a home. They burn through all their savings to, you know, stay in hotels. They can't get any of their stuff because it's, you know, been put on hold. And on top of it, while they're suspended but not fired, the FBI slow walks being able to get a second job so they at least have a way to pay their bills while they're in administrative limbo. That's a lot of what happened with this. And the whole idea that a sitting U.S. Senator, Claire McCaskill, would go out of her way to maybe kind of push you know, CID to go, well, what, kind, what can we do to punish these guys even if we cannot legally punish them? Claire McCaskill loved to portray herself as for the troops. But at the same time, she had zero problem using using the uh, the regulatory hammer to go after guys who either 
they were investigated and they did nothing wrong. Or, like I said, they had done something wrong, but the statute of limitations had expired, but they're still in the military, so let's make them suffer as a way of punishment? No. Senator, you would dare screw over people who would be willing to die for this country just because, well, they're not being punished under UTMJ fast enough, so let's make it, let's make life miserable for them. You know what? Screw you, you fat cow. I am glad that you got unseated in 2018. If that's the kind of support that our troops get from people sitting in in the Senate, people sitting in the Congress, that you would go out of your way to endorse such horrible, horrible treatment of our troops. Our troops are better served by anti-war hippies who go out and burn the flag because, well, we don't like what our country stands for. You know what? That is a valid point. Not liking what this country has done in its past, not liking the policies that our country uh, is instituting in the present, and you want to protest and burn the flag, by all means, go do that. But when you are sitting in the seat of government, when you are in the people's house at that Capitol building, and you are suggesting using extrajudicial measures to punish people for a crime they may or may not have committed or that they cannot be punished for because there's there's not enough evidence that they committed a crime or because, uh, yeah, there's the evidence, but we can't prosecute because statute of limitations. You find a way to screw them over in the process, Claire, There is a special place on the south side of hell for worthless politicians who would throw our own servicemen and women under the bus. And I hope hope it's got a seat full of coals to plant your fat ass on. Absolutely ridiculous. When guys have to go through years of being denied promotions and... Why am I being denied this promotion? What what is going on? And then they they have to do their own records work, figure out where the hell the problem is. And then when it's a big army mistake, big army doesn't fix it. No, it gets left to them. They have to do all the legwork because, yeah, the Army screwed up, but you have to fix it. I've seen it before where it happens, and when it happens with pay issues, having a soldier who lives in the barracks because he's a single soldier. But he has a child. So, having a child, he is entitled to partial housing allowance. And then the Army goes, Oh, you can't get that because uh, you live in the barracks. 
Like, no, it's not for me. It's for my kid, my kid who is enrolled in Deers, my kid who has a military-dependent ID card. That is why I'm getting that money. I don't have custody of my child. You know, my ex does. I'm making sure my child is taken care of. That's why I get the partial BAH. Ah, yeah, well, you're going to have to pay that back, so no pay due till it's paid back, and we're going to cancel that. And then this soldier has to bend over backwards to prove that, yes, yes, I am entitled to this money. Claire McCaskill, the fact, it keeps going back to anyone who sits in that civilian body who has oversight over the executive, whether it is the FBI, DOJ, Department of Defense, Army, Navy, whoever. When it comes to when it comes to suggesting that you find ways that makes life miserable and unbearable, that forces people to get out of the military, people who would gladly serve so that your lazy ass doesn't have to go. That is absolutely disgusting. Again, let's go from having zero respect for our soldiers to undying love. I mentioned my cousin Sally at the... uh, at the start of this break. I said, she's a a couple generations removed. She's married into the family. She is 92 years old. She was born in China. Her father died of tuberculosis when she was three months old. However, fast forward to 1941, and Japan is invading China. Her, her two siblings, and her mother flee to the Philippines because at the time the Philippines were held by the U.S. And so they knew they would be safe there. However, by the time they arrived to the Philippines... Shortly after their arrival, Japan had invaded. MacArthur was forced out. So my cousin Sally, at the age of 11, became a prisoner of war and was interned at the the Los Banos uh, internment camp outside of Manila where she was held for 38 months. A prisoner of the Japanese occupation, a Chinese refugee in a foreign land. And to this day, she 
she still holds in the highest regards. The 11th Airborne, who jumped in to Manila and landed at that internment camp. And a Filipino mercenary who helped who helped with the routing of the Japanese and with the liberation of her camp. After 38 months, from 1941 until 1945, and then finally in 1945, her family was able to make it to the United States. And I saw her bring a Medal of Honor awardee to tears with her story. Hell, she about brings me to tears. I watched her bring a retired Army Sergeant First Class to tears telling her story. And he was bawling his eyes out when he went to give her a hug. Her love and adoration for the men and women who suit up in that uniform every day and are willing to put their lives on the line every day is, it's beautiful. There's no cynicism in it. There, when she thanks a soldier for their service, she means it from the absolute bottom of her heart because an American soldier freed her from the oppression of Japanese imperialism. And she is an absolute treasure. I am so glad that I had the opportunity to meet her because, you know, you know she, she now lives in Texas and she just cannot travel like she used to. But getting to meet her, getting to hear her story, and the hug. It was like she hugged me with her entire soul when she gave me that hug. And so many people today, like I said, when it comes to thank you for your service, it's just something you say. Because... Maybe you don't know what to say. Maybe it's just been so ingrained for the last 20 years. Yeah, thank a soldier for their service. That like It's just something that's wrote. You see, see a guy in uniform. You see someone wearing you know, a veteran's hat. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. It's just a response. That is why I think service to those who served is the greatest thank you that you can give. I just wanted to leave you all with that. That story is, I mean, that, that sounds going to be with me forever once I've heard her story. And I just wanted to share it with you all. So thank you very much for listening. Um, Normally, I would play taps, but I was a little behind getting stuff set up today because of, you know, 
everything I had going on with wagons. So I will not be leaving you with that, unfortunately. But, uh, again, thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast and you're a new subscriber, please please hit the subscribe button if you're a new listener. Uh, please rate it, review it, and share it with somebody else. Those four things I ask for every week. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, you can go to RelentlessDaring.com and scroll down and you'll see where you can either donate via uh, PayPal, you can donate via uh, coffee. You know, I'll have the link for the uh, coffee in the uh, show notes. Also, at relentlessdaring.com slash shop, there's merchandise there. Or if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, subscribe. Um, you can get these episodes without the ad break in the middle. You, you know, or at the beginning or end. You know, the ad-free stuff is, is a bonus. Uh, working on trying to get some interviews. That way, you know, uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get first dibs on interviews, usually a few days early before general release. Um, again, it means the world to me to be able to do this, to be able to share my opinion on things that are in the news. Yep, being able to use my voice to you know, petition the government, even if it's in a podcast form and I get completely ignored by those because I don't have a huge name. I'm not a Ben Shapiro. I'm not a Glenn Beck. I'm not a Matt Walsh. But I don't do this, you know, because I'm making a crap ton of money on it because I'm not making a dime. Trust me 100% when I say that. You know, all that on the shelf, they're either gifts. They're either someone has said, hey, you know, here's some money. You know, would you be willing to try this? You know, everything from, you know, my board, this microphone, my computer, almost all of it's paid for out of my own pocket. So I, I'm not, you know, some person just doing this for money. There, There is no money in podcasting unless you have, a super recognizable name and a crap ton of listeners like Joe Rogan. So again, every little bit that goes, that comes from you goes back into the show. It kind of wagons for warriors. Everything that comes into them goes into veterans because that's the right thing to do. So again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always stay relentless. Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7 Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.